At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMM LP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. It is the Rocket Shop once again. Hello, I'm your host, Tom Proctor. With me tonight is Javadon. Hello. Hello. Uh, well, pleasure to have you in the studio this evening. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to hear you. I've uh, been listening to, I only heard one track so far, but mm -hmm. if that is a, uh, an indication of what's to come, I'm very excited to listen. To, yeah, uh, it's the first um, and only single release so far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll love to get into that in a minute, but we love starting with a song. So uh, what have you got for us? I'm actually going to be playing Gemstones, but stripped down because it's just me right now. All right. But Gem one day, big band. Gemstones being the, the single that you just recently put out. Mm -hmm. Gemstone, my gemstone. 
together on there with the newly released single, or kind of newly released single, uh, Gemstones. So, yeah, tell me a little bit about this track. So this came out uh, July, I believe? Mm-hmm, yeah, July 9th. Yeah, uh, it's got a beautiful music video to accompany with it. Thank and, you. Uh, I believe Oak Ridge Park is, would be my guess. Yeah, exactly. you filmed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a gorgeous music video. So uh, tell me a little bit about this, this song in particular. Why, why is this the, the first record you're putting out? Because as far as I know, this is the only thing that's kind of out in the public. Yeah, out of it. everything, uh-huh. Um, well... I never thought of it until right now, but it was actually the first song I recorded for the album. Um, I've been working for a couple years on my debut record, and I remember when I first started and kind of made the move to actually do it, um, it was just a sonic experiment. I wanted to experiment with side-chaining, and I took an old vintage Ace Tone Top 5 organ, and I just wanted to see what it would sound like side-chained, because some of my f- favorite electronic artists use a lot of that kind of um, pulsating where like you'll have a signal and then you'll have a drum beat and the drum beat compresses with the signal and it kind of makes these like swells mm. and um, so the song just started out as these swells of my favorite chord progression just to be clear that's what side chaining is for the uneducated among us yeah I mean I don't really n- understand it exactly but it's almost like you have a sheet and if you put like like I always say it's like Einstein's theory of relativity like you just have a sheet which is more the fabric of reality and then you put like a bowling ball in the middle mm-hmm. and that kind of creates like gravity like yeah. a dip so it kind of like the beat creates a dip in the signal and so if you just have like a do and then you have a boom boom it'll go boop boop boo. and it kind of started with like french techno i think mm. dee, dee, dee. yeah um but i always thought it was very like organic and very relaxing to do it really slow so the song just started out as um it was just going to be this grand instrumental introduction to the album about a minute long um, and then it kind of grew, and it just seemed like a nice, easy introduction to show people what I was doing. Yeah, and it's a it's a beautiful track, and I would, would urge any listeners to 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 find Jabadon on uh, uh, YouTube and check out that video because it's it's also a really gorgeous video that you created. Um, tell us a little bit about the production of that video. Um, well, one of my best friends, um, I still botch his name all the time, Ian, Ian Tom. Um, Ian Thomas Jensen Longquist. I think I nailed it enough. <laughs> um, and um, he's one of my best friends, and um, he's an incredible photographer and videographer. And um, we just wanted to do this thing together. And I um, had this. Oh, I actually know where it came from. The original album cover, when I first wanted to record my debut album, which was like 10 years ago, was this picture this person had taken. Um, had put up this chandelier in a forest, and it must have been hanging from 100 feet high. And it was the most beautiful image I'd ever seen. And that's sort of a lot of what I envision when I think about my music is, like, kind of sci-fi, but, like, natural forest, but then, like, lights and, like, electronic, you know, kind of stuff. And um, I always wanted that to be the album cover. And so when I contacted the website um, that was selling it, it was going to be about 600 for the... um, rights to it and I was like I can't do that at all so me and Ian decided to make our own album cover shot and that turned into the video all-in-one um which was more than 600 but it (laughs) was worth it and it was really fun we did get a beautiful video out of it as well so I mean I'd say probably worth it in the end I think so Mm -hmm. yeah and uh tell us a little bit about Gemstones itself as a as a a record as you said it was originally going to be this instrumental um, and then clearly you put some lyrics on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what are you trying to convey with this track? 
Man, um, it's sort of like when you have sort of like um, a touchstone or like an amulet or something that makes you feel almost like yourself, kind of centered, kind of something magical. I don't know, you know, like, I guess that's what it's about. Yeah. And um, giving you strength. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it, it does have this kind of a strong energy within it, even though it's quite a, a low key, mm -hmm. ambient almost track. You know, you can have it in the background, but it does have that kind of core of strength through the whole thing. So I, I quite like that, that imagery of having this kind of latent talisman on <laughs> you. That, yeah, that's the word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so as you said, you, this, this, uh, this album that you've been creating for the last two years, uh, brainchild of yours 10 years ago, and I, I did read that you've been, you've been kind of playing and creating music for 10 years, and, and this, is, this is your debutante ball. You, you're just mm -hmm. bringing something else out. So tell me a little bit about that, that whole journey, that, whole, that arc of you starting to create music 10 years ago, and then to this point where, you know, three, four months ago, you put out that first single. Man, I guess I'll try to condense it, you know. Um, uh, around 10 years ago, um, I guess in college I learned guitar and got a looping pedal. And loops kind of just got pretty intricate. And I was like, oh, I should probably make loops on GarageBand. And I just started making these little bedroom recordings, often on my friends' laptops. And, um, you know, sometimes they'd be once every few months. Um, oftentimes they were sort of anecdotal um, almost like prescriptions of how I wanted to be feeling, maybe when I was feeling pretty down. So it wasn't so much as like I would be feeling a certain way and express it. It was like I'd wake up one day and be like, wait, I need to ins be inspired and I want to make something that will inspire me, kind of a thing. Um, and I'm kind of slow with a lot of things in my life. And I just slowly learned from friends and worked with different people and kind of gained this vision of what I wanted to do and slowly learn how to do it all by myself, which has been really hard, um, but also really gratifying and I'm really close. Yeah, so, so over that period of 10 years and building up those skills and, uh, and now you've got to a point where you're confident in your, your skills and the music that you've created and your, your ability to kind of put it out there mm -hmm. now is the time to to release that record yeah it's feeling good yeah well congratulations thank man. you that that first album for so many people is so difficult and um i can really imagine that being 10 years in the making is is huge but you, you kind of really got started on it two years ago you said yeah so that was kind of like i'm starting to actually record it right mm -hmm. do you know what the the impetus was with the the morning you woke up and went today is the day i start on this record yeah i was actually um I was working at a restaurant that had to shut down all of a sudden really quickly. And, um, you know, some people were talking about taking a break, going on vacation. And the first day I was like, this is, if I can't do it now, I'll never do it. Because um, even though I had the drive to do it for so long, I just never could find the time or the energy, just my, just who I am. Um, so when I had that free time just open up in front of me, I just, that, that day, that day I went and plugged in the ace tone and sidechained it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and well, I guess the rest is history. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so that wasn't that couldn't have been COVID related then. No, that was right. That was about a year before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, did did COVID speed things along? Did it slow you down? Was it? I've heard from a lot of artists that kind of got like mental block almost at that point period of time because of just everything that was going on. Um, but now 
spoken to other people who it really spurred them on having all this free time. So how was it for you? COVID was like, again, I'm not trying to say that these things that turned out to be sort of fortuitous for my situation were good or anything like the restaurant closing down or COVID happening, but that was sort of the second catalyst. It was like these two humps of like time off at first and then boom, I got time off again. And um, just, I wanted to um, really take advantage of it and not just not take advantage of it. Yeah, so not that, and not that if people didn't take advantage of it, they were doing anything wrong. And what does that even mean? But you know. of course not. And and it's it, I would say it's primarily artists that had been touring a lot, or it'd been it'd been really really busy that kind of had that mental block, or or just felt time to take off. And then there's been a lot of people who maybe hadn't got the first record out, or mm-hmm. hadn't started uh, really kind of putting their music out there that really took it as a moment to to use to kind of develop their skills so that kind of tracks with with other people i've talked to yeah big time um well we'd love to hear another song so what have you got for us um this one is called the opening and when i was trying to get songs together for this performance um a lot of the songs in the album have you know dozens of synthesizers and guitars and sometimes 20 of me in the background doing harmonies and this is very big production and I didn't know how to do all of them by myself yet. So Jamstones, I'm actually really happy with this kind of newer version. It's feeling this good energy. And I'm also gonna be doing Open the Door eventually with, on the, the Prophet synthesizer. Um, but this one is a brand new song I've written and I don't know when it's gonna come out or if it's gonna come out, but it wants to be played and it's yeah. feeling very fresh. So this is called The Opening. <laughs>
offering A simple word, it's a feeling There's a widening The colors fanning out, they're spreading It's like a spiraling Supernatural unfolding I'm on the edge I can feel her push and pull My way You know I need her when I find my way a half of one staring right at me she's hiding like a vision up above that's there to keep reminding our ways you know we need her just to find our way said just before you played that song that it was maybe not something for the next album but it was something that needed to be out and played mm -hmm. i did notice on your instagram earlier on there was another track that you had you're like i woke up this morning and i needed to get this out oh yeah i thought about playing that yeah well, it was a good good song um <laughs> and so i was curious is do you do you is that how you write your tracks are you inspired in a moment and you have to get onto a synth or you have to get onto your guitar and get it out? Or do you, do you generally methodically create a song? And, uh, and in fact, these are kind of anomalies. 
Um, I think mostly it's these quick inspirations and there's kind of something flowing through and you want to catch it. Um, and those tend to be the ones that are most exciting. But there's also a part of me that takes 10 years to write songs. And, you know, a couple of the songs on Gemstones are from 10 years ago. And they were these magical little demos that I tried recreating with higher fidelity, which I really don't recommend to anybody. It is trying to recapture something is really hard. I'm glad I did it. Um, but moving forward, I'd like it to be a little more quick, a little more organic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, trying to recreate a certain moment from many years ago when you're a different person experiencing different things and and uh, trying to put yourself back in that place is a very difficult thing to do. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've also got this fantastic studio space, Pastel Sounds, and I, again, stalking your Instagram and Please. got to see a, a few great pictures of the place. Um, is this is this inside your house? Do you have your own space for it? How did this whole thing get created in the first um, place? I've been um, using that space to... Um, to store all my keyboards and to play music, um, it's got to be at least 10 years, if not 12. And there's been different iterations of different friends that have been a part of it. There's always been two other studio mates. Um, and right now, Bob Wagner is one of the other consistent ones. Um, and he... Um, oh, yeah, and the space is right down the street um, next to Speaking Volumes. Mm. Um, and it's just... It's not the most ideal recording studio is kind of loud we can't make a lot of noise until 5 p.m there's like always a hum from something on the roof but um there, it's also a very inspiring place it has these really big windows and gets great sunlight and um kind of architecturally is a little inspiring just because of all the space in there so yeah it's a really cool space yeah and it, it looks it looks it looks like a place you can go in and be there for hours and and create some real magic um do you tend to collaborate with your studio mates or are you kind of each to your own? I've never really collaborated with anybody and I'm ready to. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, me and Bob don't collaborate <clears throat> a lot. We do have an electronic project called Nature Program. Sorry, Bob, it's official now. <laughs> um, that someday might get unearthed. Um, but no, we're just great studio mates. You know, we, we dance around each other's time really well. And we don't play a lot of music together, but I mean, I have a lot of respect for him. I think we have respect for each other. Yeah. He's phenomenal. Um, so you, you're a producer and artist. Do you produce any other bands or any kind of other records in, in Burlington? Um, I produced for a friend of mine <clears throat> last spring. Um, and that was sort of the first time I've ever produced anybody. And it was really fun. And I'd like to get her music out there pretty soon. Yeah. And I've, you know, you, you say your inspiration is electronic and indie, experimental music. Honestly, the first time I heard you, I was like, this is if Coldplay was like actually interesting. Oh, that's was, cool. Was the way that I kind of <laughs> thought about it. Um, how much kind of like, you know, being a producer, being in these collaborative spaces you said you worked we had a little bit of a talk beforehand regarding your music video and you said tom Piero was uh kind of there on your uh in in your music video how much do you does kind of like the local music and local sounds influence the music that you create um really i'm just inspired by a lot of my friends that just do so much um like case in point right behind you <laughs> luke's behind um, you right now 
But mm. I'm just, yeah, like I, I have a lot of friends in town that are just creating all the time and um, l- learning how to take the pressure off, which can lead to just nothing coming out um, and just, it sounds crazy, but just have fun yeah. with it a little more. And that's, so that's my biggest inspiration um, from local musicians around me. Um, but sonically, um, yeah, just I have a lot of like some of my favorite artists are like James Blake, Sylvanesso, but also Nick Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I kind of have this like acoustic Nick Drake side that I love. Um, I'm still trying to find navigate my place because I have this like acoustic side and then I have you'll see like this synthesizer side and um, Washed Out's also another huge favorite artist of mine and seemingly people that just sort of have this like singular vision and they kind of create these like otherworldly sounds you know scapes but not like in a cheesy way i think sylvanessa is a great name to drop on that one one because they are coming in like uh what two or three weeks to burlington mm-hmm. uh, i'll be seeing them for i think the fifth time me too now. <laughs> i'll see you there uh, yeah uh, it, i love them so much i i definitely feel like if i met them 10 years ago i would have been best friends with them i don't know about now they, they seem to have been they've, they've transcended to another planet at this point um but uh, I actually met them ten years ago. Oh, you did outside of one of their shows. They won't remember if they'll they'll never hear this. But if they did, it would sound really creepy. But <laughs> definitely felt like I could have been friends with them. They're like the coolest. They just seem the nicest people. Mm. Um, just you can edit that now. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get Bob on that one. I'm gonna send that clip straight to them. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely kind of the kind of the artists that you you listen to, and you can't really place them anywhere because you said they got that singular vision, which which makes them just so so unique. Um, in terms of your own music and your own styles, you said you got the the acoustic, but then you got these synthesizers, and you kind of make a point that you're using vintage synthesizers. These aren't things you, you can just commonly buy in a music store these days, or if you did, probably set you back a fair wedge. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Why is it important to you to kind of have this analog sound? Well, I mean, I'm not against using modern keyboards, um, um, but for whatever reason, just the past little you know 10 15 years um i started to break apart my favorite artists and why i love them so much and a lot of times it was these unsung heroes in the background which were these synthesizers that weren't necessarily doing these like really heavy leads but just these atmospheres and whether that was like radiohead you know etc sylvanesso and i'd kind of look up what they had and then i would randomly look up what's on craigslist within you know like a hundred mile radius and would often find these like often like older people that had these things in their attic that they were just kind of like selling and they were not as expensive as if you bought them in a shop so I could never really not buy them when I knew it was such a good deal I'd be like oh I'm saving this much even though I'm spending to get it mm-hmm. um but that's sort of how the, the collection kind of came about fleeced a bunch of older people for no, very, no very I expensive say, <laughs> actually I offered one person more money after we did the deal because I felt bad and I knew how much it was worth. Um, just for the record, if that person's listening. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm I, a terrible businessman. Morally speaking, I think it's absolutely fine to pay what someone asks for, especially if they're going to have a new lease on life and not just gather dust in someone's mm-hmm. attic at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, but with that said, like, um, there's something really magical about analog gear. And every time you play them, it's different. And like this thing is always weirding out and but 
it's almost like it's alive in its own way, and I just think they're the coolest. Yeah, it makes it it makes it slightly more like a traditional uh, instrument, like the guitar in your hands. I agree that it's a, it's a living instrument. It's not just going to play the same note every time because mm-hmm. you're going to have to take good care of it, and because it's it's got all these components and parts that need TLC, unlike a lot of the digital equipment that we use these days. Um, just going back to this record. Um, so it's taking you a couple of years to create, but I want to know what, what point are we at now and, and when we're going to be able to actually hear the, the whole thing. So it's been this process where <clears throat> even though I had learned a bunch of things over the years, it was like, okay, I'm going to learn how to record now. And I had friends tell me where to put what mics to get a piano to sound good and a guitar to sound good. And so there was a few months of recording. Um, and then kind of shaping the songs was another few months and then recording vocals was another couple months just waiting for this inspirational day where you're really feeling something inspiring and and then I started learning how to mix and that's been pretty trying and I understand why people go to school and (laughs) I probably should um and I'm I would say that I'm done and I'm really proud that I've done it all by myself pretty much um, but I've been having trouble with this certain sound in the vocals that I'm not satisfied with. And I finally, after months of toiling, going a little crazy, I've um, decided to really export that one thing to a super professional um, to really sit down and get them where I'd like them to be or redo them. Um, because they're really, really important to me. And I'm not afraid that, I'm not afraid of it, even though it's, it sounds crazy. And, um, but so I thought I was done. And then I went to listen to the track list laying down. I had, had it on iTunes for the first time ever, all nine songs in a row, ready to go, best that they were at. Within 30 seconds, I just, you know, it was very dramatic. I ripped off my headphones and I was like, why can't I do this? And I said, that, because you can't and yep. you need help. And it was a very humbling moment. That's the artist struggle. Would you call yourself a perfectionist? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been a long time in the make. You've got to make sure it, it sounds right. That's it. You know, I have people say, oh, it's been so long, just do it. I'm like, no, it's been so long, I want to do it. Or, you right, know, like right. You want to make it sound right. You want to pull your headphones off 30 seconds into a song. I mean, yeah, I want to keep them on. At the end of the day, if anyone is going to be able to listen to this record, it's you. I feel like you've put the, your blood, sweat, and tears into this. So mm-hmm. uh, and, until it's right by you... You know, keep going. But I'm pretty close. You're pretty close. Pretty close. Any kind of ETA, or are we just going to keep that blank? Um, <clears throat> I'd like to put singles out this winter and then have a release in the spring. Um, and it'd be really cool to have a band to do some bigger sets by then. Yeah. So, took a little pressure off myself. Finish it when I'm ready. Keep releasing them slowly. Yeah, I like that. Is it gonna be other music videos accompanying it, or did you just decide that one for Gemstones? Um, me and Ian already shot one for open the door which is what i'm going to do on this the profit synthesizer and that is rad i don't know if i, sh- if I sh- should leak what it was because it was like the coolest thing i'll maybe give us a little bit yeah i mean we ran into a friend of mine um and i were swimming were ice what do you call it? I'm nervous. Ice dipping. Are you one of these we people were, who go down I just last year started. I just last year the started. The Red Elk Chili Dippers? Is that the group? Yeah, so we were, me and my friend Maggie were sitting there, and we saw these ladies coming down the water with these neon wigs on. And then they got in the water, and there was snow, white snow, and then neon wigs floating in the water. 
And she goes, that'd be a cool music video. And I said, that would be a cool music video, especially in juxtaposition, juxtaposition, mm-hmm. juxtaposition, um, to like a cool kind of flumey synth song. I'm thinking like Sigur Ross. Yeah. Actually, the hopper yeah. pillar. So Ian, Ian helped me video that too. And he got in the water. He had his, you know, things that yeah. go up here and the gators. Exactly. Uh, did you go in the water yourself? Did you, did you mm-hmm. take a dip? He had the camera. Okay. Those guys are crazy. My, my old boss is one of the Red Hot Chili Dippers. And oh, no way. Every winter I see her face pop up on my Facebook feed, uh, hitting the ice with a, with a hatchet and, and, and getting in before jetting off to work. I know. I feel lucky. I think it's going to be... We, st- we still actually haven't finished the footage, like editing it. Um, and I actually haven't really even seen it. But it's because, again, I work really slow and I just, you know, do the other things. But um, I think that's going to be really cool. And seemingly actually good time because I didn't plan on it, but it'll be coming out when it's snow. Yeah, there we go. It'll be perfect. Well, um, that's about all we've got time for. But um, is there anything other than the record, hopefully be coming out in spring, is there anything you'd like to promote or anywhere that you'd like to direct people to if they've liked what they heard this evening? Um, well, I guess I'd like to start doing more shows like this. So... Um, you can go follow me on Instagram to stay updated with things. That's um, Jabedon Music, J-A-B-E-D-O-N Music. No one ever, uh, no one ever gets it when I say it, but just <laughs> look into it. And um, yeah, just more shows and more releases and some uh, other cool, maybe little videos I'm going to be doing in my studio with Wonderful. some cool lights. That's kind of my thing. It's like lights. Do you have any shows coming up? This is my. This is it so far. Twenty and only. Well, I'd love to see you live in in a setting at some point. I think the old lamp shop would have been perfect for this kind of. There's still some cool places around town. Yeah, there's still some good places. Um, yeah. So, what have you got to play us out with? Um, so this song, I think, is going to be the next single, which is fitting, and it's called "Open the Door," and um, it's about taking that step to enter into that new thing in your life, even if it's scary. So it's sort of meta. It's like happening as I'm do as we're doing it. Yeah. Very self-referential.
us understand Lead me on Feel this land Take your time Hear the call Take my hand Lead me there You took your time to find it out And now you're here Hey You took your time and now you're here You took your time and now it all seems so clear In your heart In your hand Mark my words Understand The time is now For you to take a step and open up the door You're full of doubt and sour taste You see the red, now who's to blame? Just flip it now, there's work to do a golden thread is pulling you Out from underneath of all the fear and fright Hey, look around cause it's your move Red or blue, you know it's always been up to you A golden cup is in your hands Bear its stones, emerge again The time is now for you to take a step And open up the door Tell me what you want from me I'll tell you where to walk tonight Show me what we're up against I'll tell you what I wanna know now Tell me what you need from me I'll take you by your word tonight Show me what we're dreaming of As you're traveling on this light See me open up, take my hand Low light Luminous on the land Lean in On the words left alone Breathe in To the sound it's from your home
Shabadon playing us out there with Open the Door. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Not at all. And uh, yeah, please come back in when that record is finished. We'd love to have you back. Uh, it's going to happen. Oh, I'd love to. Wonderful. Well, uh, that's about all we've got time for this evening. Uh, join us next week when we're going to have uh, jam band Lazy Bird come in. Um, pretty big band from around these parts, so I've been told. Um, but for now, that's all we've got time for. So this has been 105.9 The Radiator. It's been The Rocket Shop. I've been your host, Tom Proctor, and good night. Very good, man.